practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Double clap. Double clap, because there's six sets of hands up in this, Izzy. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. We are back. The Triforce reunited. I know. How good. You know, you take a little break, but then you Been come back in full action. Been a real. So we got old <laughs> Handinga here. I'm here. Hey. Hey, guys. Casting from the great Pacific Northwest. We got whole Hans Freiwald. Right here. We're trizonal. Oh, yeah, yeah my God almighty. Hey, is the Pacific Northwest, why is it called that? Because of the ocean? Um, yeah. <laughs> and and the- because it's. It's direction, it's corner of the country that it is. And the west. It's north. Yeah, it's northwest on the... North of Can- of California. Pacific Ocean go up that high? Oh, yeah. I thought that... Goes all the way up, I thought man. that was an exclusive the- California thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just ice water after that. <laughs> Turns into the Arctic pretty soon. Well, I didn't know if different countries... Well, I know Oregon's considered still part of the United States, but... I didn't know if different countries different countries had different names for <laughs> I wish the ocean. <laughs> Just call it whatever you want. <laughs> Once we secede, we might come up with a different name. Wouldn't Oregon... Cascadian Ocean. Would you be supportive of Oregon joining Canada? Joining Canada? Oh, I don't know about that. Oof, yeah. We want our own. Oh. You know, like every, like every state. Yeah, there is that weird... Like white supremacy kind of thing, right? Or a prince? Yeah. Unless it's want to join no, no empire. The Oregon had enough of that shit. The Oregon Empire's too many food trucks to enough food trucks to feed an army. (laughs) (laughs) A taco truck on every corner. What was that? From uh, a a pot, uh, a turkey in every pot, and a car in every garage. Mm -hmm. A blunt in every. a blunt in every betwi- betwixt every lips, and a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I don't know, and a kale smoothie in thine hands. Although Oregon's donuts. Oregon's not so much the health kick; it's the like the not health, right? It's more like it's the woo woo health kick, foodie stuff. Oh yeah, it's it's like eating like alt health, right? Like licking rocks to get your minerals instead of taking a vitamin or something. <laughs> We love our salt licks up here. I don't take vitamins. I drink salt. <laughs> Honey, did you lick your Oregon rock this morning? <laughs> you could sell that. I just, you could sell it. I guarantee it. You could sell a handful of Oregon dirt as a health product for sure. No doubt about it. You could just sell an Oregon rock. Literally. <laughs> You'd be like, I dunked it in CBD oil. Rub it on your sores, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Oh, but before we get off topic, uh, we got to welcome Case Van Heel to the podcast. We got all three of the jerks. Oh, no, it's fine. I was busy anointing my sores with stones from Henning's farm. I'm telling you, we could sell it. I, I just got a feeling. Just put it in a fancy package. Uh, I don't know. What, what would you package it in Oregon? Pine? It, it has to be like reconstituted, like barley <laughs> hops from a microbrew. Oh yes, yes, right. Or it'd have to be, you know, cursed by a a Buddhist or something, like a Buddhist prince. 
Well, enough but, of this. You you guys know you have to come visit and see for yourself. Oh my god, I know. Oh, I, can't, but, I can't believe I've but, never been out there the way... I mean, it's it's interesting because I love a certain part of South Dakota, but it's not the part I grew up in. Casey, you might yeah. back me up here. But I, other than the people I grew up with, have like zero affinity for the town I grew up in. So when I hear you mm. have like an actual, and Meg is the same mm. way, my wife, and Ashley's the same way, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. To have a true affinity for your hometown roots, so to speak, it's like, I got to check that place out because I grew up in rock licking real rock licking territory <laughs> but but for no for fun not for yeah. any health reasons right right you punch a cow in the thigh and lick a rock <laughs> that's called saturday <laughs> no i agree like uh, ashley and i were in portland for a comic con a while ago and we loved it it was awesome yeah i bet i was just gonna say because you'll be downtown and you look down main street you can see mountains full of trees yeah that's awesome Yes. That's cool. The giant mountain in the background is kind of ever-present wherever you are. Even out here in Beaverton, which is where I am actually am, not Portland. And I was going to say, I'm the same way about my hometown. My hometown is actually Hillsborough. Got a little farther out. Eh, I got not a lot of love for that, but I love Portland. I love Oregon, so I'm the same as you guys. And if you look past that main street into those mountains, or back in 1965, if you look down main street into those mountains, you might have seen Jack Kerouac taking a dump with his middle fingers <laughs> in the air. <laughs> right? Didn't he live in a in a hut on a mountain in Oregon for a while? Oh, man. Sounds like my ideal life. Just getting drunk on sweet port wine. That, that, I'm going to live in a shack up on a mountain someday. I think so. I think you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that, I'm totally envious of that but I, th I think you have what it takes to do that at least for half a year yeah exactly yep yep at a time yep, yep. you don't want to take a vacation you know, in portland like you can tell like we all lived in minneapolis and, you, and that whole minnesota nice like midwestern like passive aggressive temperament like permeates mm -hmm. everything but the same goes for portland but just it's different like just having that it's like the air the trees the like it ever, it's just like groovy like everybody's just kind of chill all the panhandlers were like super courteous it's like big rock candy mountain they're like yeah. <laughs> quarter sir and you're like no not today and he's like well you have a good day you have a lovely girlfriend and you're like what? would you like a yeah. sip of cider <laughs> they're like hobos of old Let's, True. let's not give hobos of old a full pass. They were <laughs> nasty sons of bitches. They were a bit nastier. No, Pre-morning pre drink, they were nasty. Their pre-morning nip. They might get you. It is, it is just groovy out here, especially, at, you know, at least I did write to come out in spring and enjoy my first summer out here. By the way, I'm moving to Oregon. I uh, for all the listeners, back, baby. That's uh, that's crazy. That's so. Awesome. Congrats. I wanted to I wanted to spend my first uh, summer here. I wanted to come in the summer, not yeah. have my first time living in Oregon in twenty years. Be back during the winter. Is it a that's is it a rough winter there? Not as nice. It's pretty. It's just gray for six months. Got it. Dreary, wet. Everything's wet. But right now, everything is gorgeous. 
dry, smells like strawberries in the sun, hobos <laughs> tipping their hats along <laughs> That's the streets. How, how it was when we went, like it was really funny because we got Birds off chirping. the 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 train and we're like oh my god this is beautiful the sun's out everything's gorgeous and everyone we ran into was like ah, we haven't seen the sun in six months you're so lucky long fingernails yes. <laughs> everyone's really happy to be out right now <laughs> and the goodwill will last a couple weeks before we get back to regular Portland nice oh is there such a thing as Portland nice I'm sorry did I miss is that a thing Oh yeah. Well, every every locality has their own version of passive aggression that they dub. Everywhere I've been has you know Austin nice. Can I? Except New York. New York, is, New York, New York doesn't really even loud. pretend. Yeah. Yeah. New York's out front with it. <laughs> they don't pretend to be nice. But in in doing that, they're being nice, in my opinion, kind of. Some many New Yorkers are buttholes. We all know that. Pri- primarily the native ones. But, like, when somebody's just up front with you, like, about what's pissing them off about you and then can move on, if it's necessary, like, or it can call you out when you have done something, like, stupid, it's like, yeah, probably won't, I'm just letting them know so they won't do it again. Maybe. I mean, actually, those situations make me uncomfortable. I'd rather have somebody just ignore me always. (laughs) Now Now that I say it out loud, I don't want any. So New, Yorkers, like so New Yorkers, so <laughs> New Yorkers, think they're doing you a favor by by saying "fuck you" up front, yeah, and then moving on with their lives. Yeah, they could just move. <laughs> and on. You live there long enough, and you're just like, yeah, I accept that. Cool, I know where I stand with that guy. Oh my god, yeah. I should go fuck myself. Yeah, I almost hit a guy with my car on his bike, and he gave me a "fuck you," and I gave him a "fuck." I had no right to give him <laughs> one back, but I did, and it quelled it. I think it changed his mind a little bit, like. <laughs> did I wait? Did I hit him with my bike? Like what happened? <laughs> and he just we both moved on, confused. The, both of us. I love it because you can see the escalation, and then he's like, "No, fuck you," and then you're like, "No, fuck you," and then you guys are like hugging. Yeah, right. Exactly. Don't know why. <laughs> uh, I do miss. I was. You know what? But I. Uh, I mean, everybody. I've lived down in Charleston now. It's like what seven months or something like that. And I've certainly shifted, especially like what you're talking about too, Henning. Like it's before we were setting up, I was telling Casey, I, I was, I've been out like gardening the last two days, getting my garden ready, but it's like crazy. Like the weather shifted and everything's just like beautiful. It does feel, it feels really, really nice and it puts everybody in a good mood. But I was telling Casey, the only difference probably, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong here, between Portland's good weather good mood feeling summer is your neighbor probably doesn't have a confederate flag on his lawn (laughs) (laughs) they do not mowed into his lawn like professional astroturf it is so hard to take someone serious when they come over like you know uh, i can show you how to get those weeds a little better uh you know anyways uh my wife and i just wanted to welcome you to the neighborhood and uh Heard you got a new. Heard you got a new baby. Everything's great. Well, anything you need, just knock on my door, and then they walk back to their Confederate compound. You're like, nice guy. Goes, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Anything you need at all, except uh, you're not black, right? <laughs> my first instinct is go, hey, fuck you. <laughs> Try the New York thing. <laughs> you got to hang your equally offensive to him flag. I, I guys, 
I almost is, two what, penises the UN? kissing. The UN flag. <laughs> Nobody knows. Anybody who has a Confederate flag out front of his house does not know what the... I, well, you know what? To be fair, <laughs> I don't like, know what the UN flag looks like, but... I think that Frywall guy's a fan of Star Trek. My, <laughs> what is that, Ferengi? That's true. It does look like a... Does look like a confederation or something like that. My instinct, Star Trek Confederation. Yeah, my instinct was to literally drop down to that level. I was gonna go, and it made no sense. But I was like, because it was really actually. This is only last night. It was really wearing on me seeing that because it's just like, I, I don't know. Everybody do your own thing, but so I was like, I'm gonna go online and I'm gonna get Obama campaign banners and I'm gonna put up. 2008 Obama like hope like yard <laughs> lanyards or whatever and I was like god I feel like that would make so many people one confused and the people that it should anger I feel like it would really anger them you gotta throw a couple Bernie Sanders in there just oh, to get god, yes. that other person like and him too even <laughs> but no who is like uh, no again you want to go deep cut like Henny's UN flag like who was, I think it might have been Connecticut, who was the Congress um, person that seated the long-sitting Republican who was the first elected transgender independent Democrat? Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, right. Yeah. I've was that is. Connecticut? I, I could be wrong. I feel, I feel bad because they're pretty awesome. Yeah, I feel like... So, it's somewhere somewhere in the uh, Pacific Northwest, Atlantic I Northeast. I mean, if feel like if you got that signed, you'd then have to put an asterisk. You'd have to look and be like, I don't know who that is. And then, oh, no, not that transgender person. Right. Wouldn't have known right. had Hans not put the wiki link on the. You need the explanation below it. Who offends uh, racist conservatives more? A, a Hillary Clinton? Uh, yes, that would be what it should be, right? What is it Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama that offends them more? The thought of. Well, racist ones, Obama. Yeah, I'm with Henny. <laughs> Everyone else? Clinton. Hillary. Okay. Do get get a Ralph Nader. Trump uh, yeah. Trumpers, Clinton. Yeah, oh my god. I was telling Casey I'm starting to see it's because midterms are coming out or the I'm starting to see more and more make America great a hat great again hat. First of all, to premise it, living in a red state, which is clearly a red state, and coming from a very clear bubbled blue state seeing the campaign ads i was telling casey it's so surreal because you're seeing people i'm like this is an snl sketch because you're seeing these people running for office legitimately running on the basis that they have trump's endorsement no irony no sarcasm uh just straight Mm -hmm. up trump supports me yeah, uh, you know it's it's just so crazy and like say, the same shit like that. The only really the times I would see these campaign ads would be like when I'm watching John Oliver in Queens. Yeah, but now I'm legitimately seeing them where they're like selling Casey sanctuary cities. I'm gonna stop gangs from coming over the border wall in South Carolina. It's like what's happening here? Why are people listening? It's not to even you? a border state, it, right? Because it borders the ocean. God. <laughs> And then I was telling Casey, I saw the most beautiful example of Trump's America. Like, Picasso's Guernica doesn't even come close to this man. Make America Great Mm -hmm. Again hat, crisp, red, (laughs) shiny, bright, white letters. 
And then just the soggiest wet human being monster I've ever seen <laughs> had just a drippy gin nose. His chin, his his chest had eaten his chin. He had, I was telling Casey, he had jean shorts, one big boot, one sandal. <laughs> just, just this. The juxtaposition of such pristine beauty uh, and such ab- abject devastation. It's just, it was so <laughs> perfect. He did look like a Picasso painting. One eyeball on America his cheek. Was already made great for that man. Right. He gets to walk through life looking like that. No one calls him. Some, it's if you could have if so at that moment I know wishes always change at that moment my one wish because I was I told Casey the gentleman was very nice to me I have a feeling he's not nice to everyone but so I'm, it's not fair for me to judge based on how he acted because he was very polite but um, if I could have one wish because I couldn't I didn't laugh in his face obviously but I was <laughs> genuinely tickled like you know, that joy is like, this is such a funny experience happening right now. Um, but if I'm I picturing Judah Friedlander. Yeah. Yeah. I could see by that the, but by the body and, and facial features you described th- and the hat also, I guess <laughs> throw some aliens acid at him. <laughs> Just okay. on his nose though. Yeah. He's a bit, bit meltier. Uh, if I could have one wish at that moment, I would like to usher him in to the Oval Office with a lone Trump because I think Donald Trump, I really do think Donald Trump would fear for his, um, like, like he'd be a biohazard, like would fear for contamination. I truly do. Like I, I, I see Trump like backing up into a corner, potentially throwing up, putting a hanky to his chin or to his nose. It's like that meeting with uh, Nixon and Elvis, except this guy brings an unboxed <laughs> Freddy Krueger glove that he's had since the 80s. Sir, oh, this is for you. Yes, he kind of did have that Freddy Krueger. You saved uh, our nation from nightmares. Do we have a Freddy Krueger uh, image of him in a Make America Great Again hat? We do now. <laughs> I would think so. His, he um, spoke it. Uh, and it came into existence. It, uh, I did have, you know, I got to put my little notes down. And I, since Hen hasn't been on the pod for a minute, my first thing I wrote down mm-hmm. was, "You got any Trump toots, Hen?" Uh, like rants about how bad he is. Or? Well, no. Well, I, <laughs> I saw his approval rating was going up. I didn't know if you. He's, you I still don't like him. Okay, because he went from fifty to fifty-one percent. I'm going. Oh. Do we got a one percent. Is that me? There? <laughs> no, still not a fan, actually. Despite what you may have thought, has his antics gotten more bizarre for you? Uh, he's just kind of. I I kind of let it brush off my back now because it's like he's circling the drain, right? Do you think so? He's the lamest of lame ducks. Can I? Seems like his days are numbered. Can I make a prediction? Go ahead. Trump 2020. Oh, it'll, he'll Vic- run. Victory or? <laughs> Victory. <laughs> Victory. That's my prediction. Yeah. I really think um, that as much as the, and we'll get off the toots. I just wanted to, I want to know you're still on our side. That was a test, Henning. Um, <laughs> you passed. Uh, I think they're. Now that I live in Oregon. They're throwing. Who knows? 
Is Oregon a red a redder? Atlantic Red West? <laughs> no, it's very blue. Oh, okay. Um, I think that they're making such crazy debacle out of the Mueller thing that nothing's going to stick. Like it'll just they'll bring legitimate, insane, unprecedented charges against the president and nothing will come of it. And nothing will happen. I that's what I think. Until until Blue Wave 2018. You think you got a Blue Wave 2018? Surf's up, bro. <laughs> Freddy Krueger in a manga hat <laughs> with a wave crashing over him and Bernie Sanders on a surfboard crushing him with his Oh, Bernie Sanders is like a boogie board guy or one of those boards where you stand and use the paddles. I was going to say, yeah, Bernie Sanders is a pure classic water ski guy. You don't see a lot of classic <laughs> water true, skiers yeah. anymore. They're weirdos. <laughs> Strap me to the boat, bro. We're riding the blue wave. Yeah, you don't see what water skiing had its moment, didn't it? Yeah, big it's in, not big in the eighties. Really, it's not featured in any summer comedies anymore, the way it was for yeah. Great Outdoors. It's just not a. Well, kneeboarding came along and looked so much cooler than parasailing. It's true because you could do cool. tricks like water skiing. You yeah. just. It's old mom and pop, there. like straightforward, like steady. Here she goes, baby. You see straight a, lines. A squirrel or a bulldog doing it, and suddenly oh, it doesn't yeah. seem as cool. That's uh, true. Yeah. There, there's that one lamest of lame tricks, and it's probably very difficult to pull off. You know the water ski trick I'm talking about. Our big water ski contingents, like <laughs> <laughs> right. You know the water ski trick where they're holding on to the handle, and then they do they take it around the back and switch hands. Uh, that's the Bernie Sanders for sure. That's his. That's the height of his water ski routine. Yeah, he's just out there doing the switch. <laughs> the switch. Maybe just bunny hopping the wake. Like whoop! Oh, there she goes. Oh God! It uh, doesn't get tricky until you have like a pyramid of people riding on your shoulders. See, I'm telling you, that was a thing. <laughs> that was the what old was thing uh, that they used to do. I don't think we're that's a lake before culture the internet anymore. before people had other moronic spectacles to see they had to go see it in person that's true that's true it's like what did i hear something i just love that that was an attraction yeah the attract that's i feel like i saw this somewhere so i don't want to bite anything oh you know what the bit i heard on john mulaney has a new special so i don't want to spoil his bit it's a very good special by the way uh it's on netflix it's called um the return of kid kid gorgeous i think kid kid gorgeous yeah. Yeah. super super funny but he does have a bit about, and then we can go on the sidetrack, but like the things before technology that used to, like people were just so Amuse desperate us, right? for stuff to do. Oh, right. <laughs> so the things that qualified as an excursion or a day out was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like trolley Ultimate. car watching or dodging. Pole dodging. sitting. <laughs> Eating goldfish. Pole sitting. Oh, yeah. Yes, pole sitting. Pole sitting. That's the perfect <laughs> example. I climbed a pole and sat on it. You're like, all right. Uh, He's still doing it. He is still sitting. That guy wanted to get away from his wife. It's like, I'm just going to go sit on a pole. I'm going to go sit on a fucking pole for three days, Susan. Back when the, the lumberjack arts were <laughs> lumberjack height of popularity. <laughs> <laughs> the, those had a surgeons too, I think. Tree carving in like the a resurgence, like, yeah, re, resurgence in like the late nineties on ESPN before ESPN decided to carry quote unquote legitimate sports. I would turn it on and be like, 
what the fuck is this? It would just be a guy with spikes on his boots. Step, yeah. step, up a tree, hit the tree with a hatchet. Step, step, yeah. up a tree, hit the tree with this hatchet. Step, step, and then he's racing against another wiry guy <laughs> going up a tree. Well, <laughs> I love it because it's like that and bowling were the X games for our dads and grandfathers. So like, <laughs> that is so exotic. And Some billiards. exotic sportsmanship. And oh, yeah, billiards. I remember our buddy Adam used to watch billiards like he was watching MLB, like Major League Baseball throughout <laughs> the season. He'd be like, I can't come out tonight. And he was like 15, like Black Widow's <laughs> shooting tonight. I can't come. <laughs> <laughs> but billiards is-, is one of those things where once you get so good at it, it is no longer fun to watch. Agreed. A hundred percent. Because it's like, oh, Kinda okay, like, Hans is so good, he sunk this ball first shot. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to watch him sink six more, and then he wins? Like, right. it's a given. You just, as long as you get the first ball in, you can run the table, and a game lasts one turn. And is there no, yeah. and there's no medium there. Game's broken. There's no medium in pool. Either somebody's terrible, and what you, got, you don't want to watch that shit, or somebody's yeah, no. amazing. And that's boring, but nobody can just be kind of good at pool, right? Because if they're kind of good at pool, they're like just bad at pool because they're missing, yeah, right? Yeah, no one, no one under you will play you because you're so good, but you don't want to play anybody above you because you're like, I lose on the first turn. Yeah, it's so boring. Uh, nothing worse than a hot shot pool player either. <laughs> a lot of pride, yeah. Pool pride. We're losing water skiers. We're losing <laughs> billiard sharks. L- literally, someday, our, our enemies. sitters and log rollers. Yeah, loggies. Someday, <laughs> someone will send this episode into the past and will be hunted down by some Terminator-like. I guess I don't know. the. I, I'm messing well, we up the concept of Terminator. Because he'll... <laughs> They'll send somebody from the past in the future to destroy this podcast. What? Because we mentioned we were the last ones to mention billiards players. Well, seriously, and we made fun of the water ski (laughs) switch. (laughs) Oh, you're saying in the future these will be huge, respectable things. I I love the idea of a reverse Terminator. It's a grizzly lumberjack coming from the past to the future to try and kill somebody. So wait, so a reverse Terminator is somebody coming from the past to the future, but everything's already transpired, so it doesn't matter, right? And he's there to to kill machines. So, but like, he's like, I need to go to the future and stop the presidency of Donald Trump. So I'm going to 2022 and I'm going to make it happen. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, because it's in the past, so it's not a refined art. You get in your, like, H.G. Wells time machine, and it gets you into the general area. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, if you would could get in a time machine, and it legitimately worked, but they did, they, one thing they couldn't tell you, the only thing they could tell you, no, the one thing they couldn't tell you is what time it would take it to you, you, you two. Would you get in it? So are you saying, like, Henning and I show up and... Charleston, we're like, Hans, we got a time machine. We're going to send you to the future in 20 years. Don't get out of this box for 20 years. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I can see that working. But I mean, legitimately, hey, get in this time machine. It could take you to the Russian Revolution or uh, the Bear Super Bowl, 1985. Or into the future? Or future. Equal chance, past or future? Or present. <laughs> The 2085 <laughs> Russian Super Bowl? Yes. Would you do it? If it was a crapshoot? It's total crapshoot. You just don't know. What, it could take you a week in the future. It could take you a, a thousand years in the past. It could take you 20,000 no, years in the future. Not doing it. No way. No way? Too risky? Yeah. Because it's either like I go back 15 minutes. Right. Or I get a sword in my ass from a Viking. Like, I, it's not worth it. <laughs> But what if it sends you into the what if it sends you to the civil war? I, here's a caveat. I give you a handgun. Mm. Or no, a machine gun. So if it does happen to send you far enough back in the past, you become like a god. But you only have X amount of shots. You better use them wisely. <laughs> <laughs> Save one for John Wilkesy and then go to sleep and go Go for a nap until it's Hitler time. Oh my god. Is it wrong that that <laughs> within the first 48 hours, I was looking at my uh, baby, I was looking at Ruby, and I went, Hitler looked like this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. I don't think exact, but at it's one point, weird. Oh like, no, he was like a cute baby at some point. Yeah, at one he point, was. And totally helpless. Looked like Hitler. <laughs> is that a weird thought <laughs> no I feel like it's a very human thought I don't know why it wouldn't have occurred to me li- like just then but did you think what if my baby is future Hitler no but I was like I was like I hope she doesn't get pimples because that was a rough time <laughs> <laughs> she could be Hitler but nah skip those pimples girl yeah <laughs> rough Oh, but then I also look at her, and according to it could be well, Henning, you're the scientist. Um, according to some crackpot medical science, pretty popular culture though. So I'll say, like, I think I read in like National Geographic and stuff like that. Like she and Harvey, like potentially more likely than not, are going to live to be like two hundred years old. Mm. Well, if. If trends in li- in lifespan continue not that long, but maybe one one twenty would be an average lifespan. Oh man! But uh, anything more would be a lot. Some major breakthrough, like like DNA death, like a Ooh, cell regeneration. That sounded DNA cool. Death. What's DNA death? Uh, is that what I said? I didn't mean to say that. I said I meant. Telomere reconstruction, like putting uh, more. Stick with DNA, stick with DNA death. Yeah, that's got a better <laughs> ring to it. Well, D- DNA death would be useless. Well, if you want to preserve your oh, DNA you as be, it was, so you don't get yeah, cancer. No, but that's interesting. I could see DNA death being like a a future. Uh, it could be like a box office smash. It's I'm the thinking, second installment in my my series. Yeah, like DNA death. The concept is like my lumberjack Terminator story. 
it would DNA death would be about, and it comes back to our future travel situation. It'd be about a future hunter that goes around and tries to kill the strains of DNA that are associated with history's most evil villains. Oh shit! Giving so their a, line a DNA death. He's a eugenicist, but he doesn't stop at the at the human level. He goes right to the gene level. Yeah, he's a DNA death doctor. <laughs> Lumberjack he goes MD. around hunting, hunting down the specific genes that result in atrocity. Yes, and he's a lumberjack. Yeah, the atrocity gene. <laughs> man, 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 man. Oh my god, is that? Can you really? Is there legitimately a gene, an evil gene? Uh, no, of course not. Well, nature sure? versus nurture. Evil genes versus good genes. There might be an evil gene. Like a, yeah, they're called could, jinkos. Boom. Take that guess. It, <laughs> like, think about it. Like, uh, oh my God. <laughs> it could be like, uh, so dumb. the evil gene could be like, um, because it's a morality thing, right? If you don't have, if you don't have the ability for, right, for making good decisions, or no, uh, what do you? What it's co- could maybe hunt down a psychopathy gene? Yes, like a narcissist where you, gene. Where you going? Right. Mm. I would. Well, that wouldn't be genes. That would just be sort of your chemical makeup, like your brain chemistry, wouldn't it? Well, that's where you keep your genes. In your in your brain juice. In your yeah, well, it runs and jumps on those axioms and synapses and. <laughs> Dendron, dendrites. <laughs> Just picturing like Pixar leveled animation yes. of like a heroic guy in really nice jeans chasing an evil guy and really cruddy. Your mega guy. That is such. Then jumping on synapses. Like, such a good parkour. Like Henning, note it. Like a Pixar mm. movie with. So it's the genes running around and you have an evil gene. And by the way, all their names are <laughs> uh-huh. Gene. And, oh, yeah. sure. uh, but, um, they, they battle it out in the body and I picture it starting out with this, an infection comes in and it's called DNA death and it's the old <laughs> patriarch or matriarch gene on their deathbed. And he's like trying to pass on the wisdom to these younger genes and trying to let them know that there's certain genes out that they need to avoid. And then one last gasp. And he dies. It's like the beginning of Up, and it's so emotional say, and sad. An inverse Up, where you're like, "This was a great movie," and you pan out like, "So he was dying the whole time." It could work, Kenny. What's Pixar working on right now? Or has Lasseter ruined the whole line? <laughs> um, I think Toy Story Four is up next. What? Or oh. Incredibles Two. Incredibles DNA Two. Oh, Incredibles Two. Is that Brad Bird? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he's pretty good. He's like the best. He's pretty good. Um, Iron Giant, Ratatouille. Oh yeah, right, right. I think he was Ratatouille, right? Uh, Tomorrow World. Right. Yeah, don't bring that up. What, what's I mean. what, What's Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland. It's a Disney movie about that portion of the park. He made his live action passion project, and it didn't turn out too good. Oh, I feel like I heard about it. Is it like? Was it like a mix of reality and? Like, was it a surreal look about a dad and his family at Disney World? Uh, no, it was a literal Tomorrowland that they could go to and explore. And it was all fancy and 
futurist. Nerdy science shit, a lot of water skiing. A gleaming city in the sky. Now, do you... This wasn't too interesting. Do you foresee a world, speaking of old meets new, in which virtual water skiing catches on? (laughs) (laughs) Or is that just the lamest guy alive? In... This is so real, this artificial experience, and it's just like you're just water skiing. I feel like that would be a good way to weed out certain portion of the population if you like present them with options of virtual reality and depending <laughs> on what they pick, you kind of send them to the the Well, I don't want to you send them away, I should say. <laughs> like that's for, how you te- here we go again with test the if eugenics. Replicant. Right. Spicy. For if they pretend to enjoy it, then you know they're cr- AI. Yeah. It, would you prefer to go surfing in the ocean, or would you like to go water skiing in this scummy lake? And any lake people? Ooh, lake, please. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. The, vir- <laughs> the virtual DNA lake for you, fool. I want to go. <laughs> they don't fishing. get to participate in Tomorrowland. They go to. Yesterday, they, they go, go to the Lake bottom World. of the Lake bog. and lick those Oregon rocks. It smells like <laughs> fish. Oh, lake! Really rocky beaches. I, uh, uh, I have I don't know if I'll ever be in a lake again in the rest of my life. Got to be honest. Hey, with hey, you. hey! Don't be so not a fan. I'm not. I don't think I am. Maybe it's just because I I haven't had a good lake lately. I haven't seen a good <laughs> lake lately. They they're really rough down here. I'm starting dad to talk. Dad talk. Talk about lakes. <laughs> Don't like them. It's a good lake down there. <laughs> they got affordable cabins. Oh my god! By what the way, region guys, has the best lakes. Henning, you should have been here for this. Speaking of lakes, even though we are not, because I was camping by the ocean the week before. Um, Meg and I had like one more week before we we're gonna go. Like, really had to kind of be central for. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right i have to acknowledge magic? something there is a, a tornado happening behind casey right now is it casey's okay I, it's gotta be i um i can't tell from my point of view uh uh what was i talking uh lakes good lakes what was i talking about oh we went camping so uh, like we kind of talked about a little bit like meg and i uh, meg just had the baby but we had like two weeks before that was expected so we went camping and we went out to this (laughs) we went out to this campsite by the ocean and a legitimate uh like category two storm swept up off the ocean at like two in the morning Mm. And legitimately mm. blew away, like we had a a tent and then a like um, what do you call it? like a canopy that you can sit under. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden we woke up at two in the morning and the wind blew this canopy into our tent and like <laughs> away and then just lifted half of the tent off of the ground and we were spiked into like this dirt pathway because you you can't spike into the grass over there because. Something happened and they're trying to re I don't know what that doesn't matter, but so we had to pack up this car as this gale was coming in. Uh, Meg, almost nine months pregnant, packing up this car at like two in the morning, trying to get everything together. It was 
It was interesting. Mm. And nobody came out to help. Literally, I could feel because we were the only tent in a world of RVs. And I could just feel these crusty Make America Graders watching us out their window. Like, (laughs) oh, it's what you you get, get liberals. A real tornado, the first things to go are those RVs. Oh, oh, yeah. They're just glorified trailers. It's like, we're safe and sound and whoop. Does anybody, I know, Henning, you have a legitimate RV experience. I like it. You guys still rough it, right? And it's, it's not like, when, or what did they take it back? Maybe, um, maybe I can throw you under the bus here, Hen. Um, Do it when? No, I don't want to, but because I don't believe this is your case. When you set up an RV, do you also put out an area rug and a satellite dish, <laughs> and legitimately a television and a recliner? <laughs> outside, outside, outside. Side. Whoa, that's pretty glam. In the world of glamping. More than not was this our experience at this campground. That is fucking crazy to me. That's how it is in Watertown, though. Is oh, it? Like, wow. My aunt and uncle I guess are if... at the lake now, and they're like the, the caretakers, and that's all people do. They literally just move their living room to like a mile, like half a mile in from the beach and just watch TV <laughs> and then look at the <laughs> beach and look at the lake. Uh, what is that insane or am I insane? That's pretty insane. I mean, I mean no judgment in on the people, Pacific but... Northwest. In the Pacific Northwest, I guess you're not going to put electronics out on the the veranda uh, under an awning or something because it's going to rain on it. Oh yeah, it so we don't. Bears. I haven't seen a lot of that. Too much Phil Collins. That'd be <laughs> <laughs> that'd be beyond the pale. If I ever saw that in a campground, I I don't like those people who run their generators all night long. Yes. Just watching TV in their safe, protected, warm RV. See, but that's but, like uh, lake life. To throw myself under the Forest bus a little life. bit. We are, we are not really roughing it, I would say. We're not staying out in a tent. We're not in the elements. <clears throat> when we get home from a hike, we're nice and warm. Oh, I thought you guys kind of every once in a while pop the old tent outside the, the truckster. <laughs> just for kicks just for kicks yeah. tent it <laughs> no maybe if we and we never go on more than day hikes where we would have to k- carry our whole bedrolls up into the mountains or anything like that well i mean you don't I'll, bring your vr headset can't, uh, hiking henning oh vr hiking <laughs> you, you if you get closer to the birds they get louder <laughs> <laughs> This is so real. It's just Henning pretending to be water skiing while he's hiking through the woods. <laughs> he's on skis. <laughs> oh wait, all right. That's Go ahead. When I'm when I'm hiking, it is kind of weird that w- w- as I'm walking through this beautiful forest, all I tend to think about is how can I make this in virtual reality? How can I make a game out of this? How can I get this on my computer? So I can look at it <laughs> from the safety of my home. I can yeah. I can attest that I don't think that works because every once in a while when I lived in uh, – when I would go to Brooklyn to the YMCA, they had treadmills with um, – you'd get on it and they you would queue up a landscape. And I think there was oh, a Pacific yeah. Northwest and it sucked. It was so boring. <laughs> 
Well, it's like running itself isn't fun. It's slightly more fun if you're doing it outside just because it's so much more refreshing. Visually, you but can like take in some But if you're on a crappy treadmill in a stinky gym, like, you know, like, oh, good, the forest. Well, he's <laughs> talking about the crappy 90s CG visual version of the Pacific Northwest Ooh, and judging my whole region like, based on that. No, I'm not. Well, are you, sounds like are you, it. Are you? Is it Henny versus the YMCA here. now? Do you know how much good they've done for <laughs> hobos and Americans alike, and gay men wanting to have oh, fri- okay. frivolous sex in the 1978? Oh, I see. You're blaming the YMCA for their visuals. Well, no. Come on. Passing the passing the buck. Passing down, punting the ball down the road. I'm just saying. You said 90s. These were new treadmills with 90s software. I had to put in a Nintendo <laughs> cartridge. <laughs> Nintendo blow it. <laughs> oh, but I wonder, like, so it, if you think about it, Google Maps, right, has gone down and driven around and done the entire mapping of the world, essentially, right? Or at least, you know, I don't know how. Is Google global? <laughs> yeah, they go to other countries, but they don't. Do they have like they don't quite get to every every town in every back country? But they've recorded it essentially, right? Haven't they done yeah, stuff like been. the top of Everest, where you can like? That's what I was wondering. With your mm-hmm. headsets, do the like three sixty view of like the peaks of mm-hmm. Kilimanjaro? Do they um? That's what I was wondering. Like, would they go in the Pacific Northwest, the Atlantic, the Pacific Northwest and like with drones or something? Could they then do that and map that out? Why? Because we don't have roads? No, because I mean like the actual wilderness. Sure you could. Or you can just, I mean, we already have satellite imagery of it. Oh, well, then can't they update that treadmill for me? (laughs) That's what's an up to date <laughs> treadmill view. <laughs> I've done it all. I've done the the pyramids of Egypt. I've done the Buddhist temples of <laughs> India. You, like, run up the side. Is that the when it when it goes in the incline? You're running up the side of the pyramid. <laughs> it's oh my god! It should be. It'd be like Excite Bike. <laughs> <laughs> of the crappy '90s CG locales that you can run through you're saying pacific northwest is the boringest i get it are there locales are there locales that are more 90s than others like is la a 90s locale <laughs> or like miami yeah i think yes is like yeah. that good pull we're more of a thing yep. yeah in the 80s 90s that's good like we're, we're talking we like cisco mid to late 90s yeah, right. Miami. Yeah. Now the beach beach hunks and babes aren't so big in pop culture. Yeah, they they've become more like Myrtle Beach, perhaps. That's maybe that's early nineties. Myrtle Beach. Beach, those places. <laughs> I those people again. You put them in the VR. You go, hey, do you want to go to San Francisco or Myrtle Beach? <laughs> And then those Myrtle Beach people need to join the Lakers. And you know what I'm saying? 
But there must be something disgustingly magical about Myrtle Beach because I've talked to numerous people who either like summer there or go there all the time. And everybody has a story about meeting Bill Murray or meeting uh, Will Ferrell or meeting like (laughs) maybe it's (laughs) when they were down there filming like the uh, Kenny Powers show. But they would just talk about all these celebrities they would meet. And I was like, why of all places, Myrtle Beach? Uh, spoilers. Well, I can't spoilers. I can't talk it on the pod. But remind me, because of what you just said, to tell you about something uh, related to Kenny Powers. Two, Bill, I think Bill Murray's at Myrtle Beach because of like baseball stuff. Like He legitimately, his apartment is 15 minutes from me right now. No shit. Eh. Hook it up, H. Uh, he was listed early Dr. on, T correct? To meet Peter Vankman. Was he listed on early on? Do I recall that, Bill Murray? On our um, list? On our naughty list? No way. I don't think so. I think he was, and we love him. I don't know what how do you it, think? Something's coming back. I don't he, know. But he's just I'm, out and about too much for your tastes? It's like, no, no, right, God, not at all. back I'm, a little into... Oh, I remember why we talked about it. It's before I moved from New York. Is it the bartender? One of the bartenders I worked with had a part time job at a restaurant that his son was like the head chef or assistant business manager. So, opening night, Bill Murray bartended at his son's bar, and I guess it was just a madhouse. So, we listed Uh, him because he was something nice for his son? No, I don't think so. (laughs) I'm just thinking about. Like that's as close as I've come to the hem of Bill Murray is a former coworker who worked with him. I'll say this right now: I will never. And he he only poured tequila shots, so I was like, "Hey, oh, well, that's a good Bill gig." Murray. He's like, "I don't make drinks; I just pour tequila shots for people." Bill Murray is one of those guys I will never confront ever. I will turn he, if we are in an elevator together. I will turn and face the wall. <laughs> I want no you interaction. Show him your with backside. Him. What's that? I said you will show him your backside. Yeah, I. There's just no point. There's no point in. I I I got tongue tied when I was waiting on Lance Bass. What's going to happen when I'm with Bill Murray? <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray strikes me as a type of guy who'd just give. Just give a high five to, and he'd be fine with it. Was it you? I think it. I, yeah. I think it was you that told this, and I forgive me if it's already been said on the pod. Uh, that told me about the story. It might have been my sister in law um, about how he walked up to somebody in the airplane that had their food. I think they had like some French fries, and he was walking by the bathroom, and he grabbed one of their French fries, ate it, and then just said, <laughs> "Nobody will believe you," and then just walked away. <laughs> That must have been Andrea. I think but no. I've heard a similar story is he says that to people on the street. About what? Like, I heard that story like uh, friends of coworkers said they were out like for a bachelor party and Bill Murray like joined them for a, a stop at a bar and he just said the same thing. He's like, no one will believe you. So he just that's Does he slap him in the back of the head first? Does he do he something? He gives them amnesia. He hits them in the head with a hammer. <laughs> No one will believe you, not even yourself. I mean, I hate to say it, Bill, but I don't know. If you guys told me that, I'd believe you. I think at this point now, yeah, you that see him it's everywhere. out there that he's an eccentric. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right. All right. Um, let's see. Two things. Speaking of listed, I got somebody I want to list. Okay. Eric Schneiderman. 
the uh, Sausage oh, King of Chicago? No, he's the New York uh, City uh, uh, State's Attorney or City Prosecutor, District Attorney. Was oh, he the Sausage Yanker of Chicago or of New York? The Lady Strangler of New York. Ooh. Well, do you know who I'm talking about? This is a bummer. Uh, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's been um, New York's Attorney General for the last since Qu- he got elected the same year as Cuomo, uh-huh. and he was the guy who uh, was big into the hashtag Me Too movement, and he was a guy Ooh. prosecuting Weinstein, and he was now <laughs> the guy kind of in charge of this um, prosecution of Michael Cohen. And this is getting back to where I'm like, Trump's going to fucking walk on all this crazy shit because now he just resigned as of closing time today and a business day today for choking out his two ex-girlfriends and threatening oh, to kill God. them. Holy shit. Mm. Do you think he leaned into that stuff to like, Oh, I'm going to need some positive ammo on my side. Cause I'm a, piece of garbage i don't know how that works like like do you think it's just ego or chutzpah or delusion like i kind of feel like and i'm not up to date on what's what's going on but like like people that like like that have been in trouble like that know they have a sexually aggressive past let's put it that way that put themselves out in the front of this movement that is like pouring gasoline on your victim's fiery head, right? Like, can you imagine, guys, if somebody molested, was sexually molested you or sexually abusive to you, and you're already pissed off, right? And then they were like, nobody's going to sure. believe you, I'm famous, and, and tried to um, shut you up in some way, and it, and it essentially worked. And then you turn on the TV and they're they're hugging Susan Sarandon with a hashtag Me Too pin on. Like that is an impetus for somebody to speak up, right? So like where are these guys? Like, are they just completely delusional in thinking that what they were doing wasn't so bad? I uh, yeah, you know. Or is it like they're morbidly uh curious about it and kind of returning to the scene of the crime in a way Ooh, wanting to poke it in in a way that like they want to get caught i need a little so D- guilt-ridden dna death mm-hmm. target that <laughs> narcissist chovy gene oh maybe that's a hash they want to be caught and called a naughty boy oh yeah maybe like that louis ck thing where it's like it's titillating to like be in trouble or get <clears throat> close to like that's interesting scolded i guess he's like a powerful guy yeah that seems to be all of my dominatrix friends tell me <laughs> that the powerful. I was going to say, I, as I started saying that, I was like, well, that's what people say. I don't know if that's a tried and true thing. It's like a Law and Order SVU story hook. Powerful men like to like pain because they dispense pain. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I t- right, yeah, it's it's dime store psychology that we're oh, not yeah. well, uh, how's qualified this? to dispense, of course. Hans, you were looking for an analogy. I got one for you. From the same, the Atlantic Northeast, the okay. superintendent in New Jersey was caught for chronically shitting on the football field. Yes, I heard but he was the <laughs> He was the guy that was leading the charge to catch the shitter. Yeah, so he kept shitting. 
<laughs> I love oh, that. I get like getting out in front of it. That I totally understand because you're trying to lead him okay. away from the sure right. That oh, yeah, if you're in charge of the whole investigation, you can plant whatever evidence you want. Oh, plant indeed, Henning. Kept planting. <laughs> Not to associate the old 50, 50 yard line dumper with the Golden State Killer, but so you guys heard about that serial killer that was finally caught in California, right? Yes, I didn't read specifics. Oh, it was a it was a really old serial killer from way back. Like the most prolific. He'd been getting away with his shit for like forty two years, hundreds of rapes. So far, like what they know is like like dozens of murders, and they finally caught him in an interesting, crazy way. Is they went on ancestry dot com oh, and yeah, went like through and found twenty three and me, yeah. right? Yeah, and they found like a very very distant relative and linked him back through all this crazy work. So not to associate him with the dumper leading the charge, but listen to how scary this shit is. This guy he was a former cop. He was hiding in plain sight when he was committing his crimes. They, it, he was terrorizing the Bay Area, I think, first, uh, like Sacramento area. So, it, mm-hmm. so many instances happened. They had like a city hall meeting, and one guy oh, stood up and said, "This is bullshit. If this guy ever tried to do any shit like this in my house, I'd fucking kill him." So apparently, the Golden State Killer was sitting in the room that day and purposely targeted him. And two weeks later. Went into that dude's house and committed the crimes Shit. against him. How fucking crazy! I heard about that in my favorite murder. Oh, I didn't really? Realize it was the same guy. Yeah. yeah, this was obviously years ago because Karen Kilgareth, I guess, is from the Sacramento area. Yeah, so she told that story about how like he was sitting in the room with that dude. So it was a cop. Yeah, yeah, he was a former police officer, and the reason they double associated him with him, he was a cop that resigned. He resigned because he got caught ship uh, shoplifting a hammer and dog repellent. Shut up. Obviously, what? because he didn't want a trace of him buying. Is there a thing is like that? Is that that's so cartoony to me? It's not. It's a very serious uh, past and incidents this happened. But is dog repellent a thing? Is it just pepper and water? It's just pepper spray. Yeah, probably that would work. Right. <laughs> I've never heard of dog repellent. Yeah, I don't know. There's snake repellent it, down here. I guess maybe it stinks. Like oh. it has a scent. Oh, like the mailman. Oh, wait, that would get him upset. <laughs> Make him come. <laughs> so he God, shoplifted. I guess that makes sense. He wouldn't want to be caught on, record, like, on yeah. camera purchasing rope, hammer. Apparently that's pretty know, common. Like hacksaw. Yeah. Especially something like dog repellent. You know what? Just yeah. Just go into different hardware stores. If you don't make it all in one oh, purchase, Henning, then you haven't yeah, seen enough forensic files. They bust don't that go to shit. The, the murder section of Jeez. the Lowe's. What's amazing to me is this guy got away with <laughs> hundreds of crimes, atrocious crimes, murders, rapes, breaking and enterings. What nerdy security guard caught this guy shoplifting? To fucking bust him with that. That guy oh, was doing he, his job. Hope he got big timed like, by this like fat. I, all I can think about is I want the security guard to look like the security guard at Liquor Lyles in Minneapolis. Oh, so yes. overweight, fat, biker looking guy with a ponytail with just a telescoping nightstick. That he's just always snapping. That guy. He's waiting. Probably still there. No, it's 
the liquor Lyle's clothes. Maybe he's in the in the torn down parking lot. It's a sad man <laughs> in a stool <laughs> in the middle of an open lot. This telescoping. Uh, um. Oh fuck! I I lost what I was gonna say. Uh, shoplifting, stealing. So is the guy uh, still gone. alive? Did they have to? No, do, like... he's alive. Yeah, they they went. He's like seventy five years old, retired in Myrtle Beach. Apparently, any yeah he what? And he killed as recently as two years ago. You said this guy who was in the meeting. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That was did I say two years ago? No, I think he he went into his house two weeks later. No, this was like in the late seventies. The the weird oh, thing about this guy is he had the ability to disappear for periods and he killed all along the California Pacific North Pacific West. Is that what it's called? Is California the Pacific West then? <laughs> I guess you could call it that. Yeah. I no Cal. It's, uh, it sounds like something old, old 30s Coast. hobo rail racer would say like it's I'm a, heading out to the old store. Pacific West. Oh wait, no, that's Pac's son. I was like Pack West is one of those mall shops where you buy board shorts and oh, yeah. checkered van shoes <laughs> and Oakley right. Oakley wraps. <laughs> Pack West is an '80s locale. Um, yeah. So Pac you got the West. Pacific West, and it, and I feel like we've been saying it, but I don't think it's a thing. And maybe we need a trademark. It is it ever called the Atlantic Northeast? And if not, <laughs> nope, why not? Heard it. Till today. I, I specifically said it earlier because I was like, it sounds really funny to say it. I think I'm yeah. from the Atlantic Northeast. <laughs> Do you think the what? Northwest added Pacific as a kind of like a um, inferiority complex to the Northeast? Like, we can't compete with just we straight want. Northeast. We got to add something. Let's go Pacific. We own it. Ours, trademark. Hmm. Well, I guess... Washington and and Oregon Oregonians who are closer to the coast fancy themselves different enough from Eastern Oregon and Idaho. Interesting that they needed they needed to put on airs and specify. Hey, we're close to the coast over here. Not big Idaho people, Oregonians. No, Idaho's inland. Yeah, I don't it's trust got that dorky little stumpy little finger that sticks up into the Pacific. Northwest. Oh, the it's middle, just Pacific right. Middle West. It's just got one in the stink. <laughs> in Canada's stink. <laughs> oh, is is it part in Canada? No, I mean, does it go up to Canada? Yeah, it reaches all just the way up to the Canadian It comes oh, around the edge of Montana, really? and then just sneaks up. Yeah, never trusted just it. It's long, snaking middle finger. Remember that ca- Mormons. Remember that crazy character we had? I wish we had it written up. We used to have a character. I think oh, yeah. it's probably pretty thin, but we had a I villain character named Idaho Jones. I love that we didn't even change the last name. We were like, "Well, it's Indiana Jones, <laughs> but we'll choose another I state and keep Jones." <laughs> but so it's a parody of Indiana Jones, but he was an evil guy. No, just the name. I was just making fun of our name choice. No, yeah, we named it. Because he, the whole premise was he was doing a, a PowerPoint presentation oh, yeah. of his evil scheme, his grand. That's pretty funny. Basically, actually. it's just Despicable Me. They ripped us off, but no. Yeah, it's a dopey supervillain. Oh, so Despicable Me has a dope. But does he do a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> yes. No, I don't, I've never seen it. Um, speaking of ripping us off, wait, this didn't rip us off. But speaking of. 
somebody's hurting because they can't rip us off. I'm bringing him back from the list. You guys, I know I say this all the time. Apparently, friend of the pod, E-Weave. Henning, you got to uh, elucidate here. Mm. Did E-Weave enjoy the peanut butter solution or not enjoy <laughs> it? Did not enjoy it even on a ironic level. <laughs> what? Ooh. I that don't know. Henning, I'm I'm just saying this. I'm there's no judgment, but I think when we're done potting, you need to do the lake ocean test on E Weave and see what happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> the peanut butter solution is great, but did you watch it? It was great. It was great in your description of it. <laughs> yes, and and that may have painted a a brighter picture of it. Oh, I oversold it. And of course, nostalgia it. lenses. You hard soul. Damn. I messed that up forever. Uh, here's something I can't oversell. How terrible. And let me, I think I've said this on the podcast. I am an Adam Sandler apologist, but he's finally burned me and he's done it finally. with the help. He's finally done it. He's done it with the help. Does that take my credibility out the window right there? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Damn yeah. it. All right. You better right. hang that Federation flag quick. <laughs> you got to get some credibility back. Maybe that's what I'll put out. Just an Adam Sandler head on the lawn uh, <laughs> next to a Barack Obama poster. I just need to make I just need to make my lawn madness. Union flag or what was it? UN flag. The union flag. Um <laughs> Uh, oh, the, the, the oh, union, America. yeah, like gay marriage union. Oh, like, nice. Oh, what do you think would happen if I put out and stripes. the the rainbow stars and bars out there? Oh my god! <laughs> I you make me so happy, but then very anxious. Here is my thought. Do you know what I legitimately think would happen? Evening news. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I think I'd say national news. news. <laughs> Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> I think so, I I I pray that it's not from a, a violent altercation, but I think it could make local news in the sense that I live in a H homeowners association HOA area. Oh, they may, they'll ding you on uh -huh. that then. And I probably th right, but the fact that <laughs> but this the guy guys has, flying the stars and bars. <laughs> this guy has a Confederate flag out, but I have a feeling. That this could become a national incident first on local news because what would happen is they'd have a meeting. They'd have some sort of passive aggressive thing where they do an overarching uh, – by the way, to – I need to put it out there to, to Jesse and Andrea that I won't do this <laughs> because I am renting their home. It, I don't want them to get nervous. <laughs> I think here's how it plays out. They pulled some kind of passive aggressive shit where nobody can have flags and then Confederate flag gets mad. I fight it for no reason because I guess I I guess it'd be a first second amendment. First amendment first amendment thing. First but then Michael Avignati gets on my side, does the circuit. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and then it's something weird'll happen, like the the decree from some type of cartoony judge will be that I have to get that flag tattooed on my bicep. <laughs> yeah. Then you run for office. That's how you parlay this into a actual career. You think or I you can use or you can repurpose Idaho Jones for the camera and just have him be a very effeminate 
Civil War enthusiast. Ooh. Oh, my God. Who, who created his own stars and bars, <laughs> Rainbow Flag. I don't think this is spicy, but... Well, no. Actually, I want to put it out there. Was So, one of my favorite all-time writers, specifically poets, is Walt Whitman. And yeah. I love, love, love Walt Whitman because he lived in the mid-19th century and he was tough as nails. He was 19th century tough. As we all, that was yeah. kind of the thing, like to be like, you just, the men were men. I don't, like, I, I hate to say it like Self-sufficient. That, yeah. The fucking, they can do anything. He would go, he would go live in a shack on a mountain. Right. But yeah. he was also. No problem. Like, go fuck yourself openly gay, which is like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's great that people do that now, but back then is like, that takes more balls than living on the side of a mountain i would say uh yeah so what do you think now where am i i don't even know where i'm going with this i was gonna say are there were there gay people in the civil war but that's such a weird premise it's not fair (laughs) Uh, a letter like a middle school history teacher would find in like a anyone have questions about the civil war (laughs) um yes were there any gay people (laughs) Well, I'm thinking gays in the military because you know there were gay people in the Civil War and they would fucking fuck anybody up that like proclaims that is anti um, uh, sexual anti equality in the military. You know what I mean? Like I want to go back in that time machine we're talking about cross my fingers that it takes me where I want it to take me. And then I want to bring back the gay division, the, the gay the, civil war, the gay civil war vets, and I want to, I want to send them to Iraq. <laughs> I, well, here's my thinking: is that like I don't think oh, it was God. less of a big deal. I just think it's possible that people cared less. I think so too. I really do. I think it wasn't yeah. it wasn't an issue. They didn't care. Like if you go, you'd go to where you know you could you could get away with it, and everybody there was just like, okay, cool. Yeah, I think you're right. It wasn't so like ossified, different sides, and it was it wasn't a religious thing. It wasn't a political thing. It's no. just how people were. Yeah, I think it's, it's like it's like that's what you like. That's what you like. It was. I would assume it was viewed as a vice, of course, right? But then treated yeah, as such, like you go to where. That vice is tolerated. Right. But then you're put all together in an To the mental asylum. Right. The fucking <laughs> booby hatch. I think I think I think the person that's more us I think I think you're right. I think people respected utility more than they do now. So they'd be like, yeah. Oh oh, you're gay? Okay. But then if you also can't clean a musket, they're like Right You yeah. fucking loser. Right, if you're a shitty blacksmith and also gay, then you're like, well, I, he sucks. Anti-blacksmith. Nah, he's a, he's a shitty blacksmith. What is a blacksmith? They deal with steel or leather? Steel. Iron. Metals. Metals. They keep, you know, fix tools. I thought that was a metallurgist. Shoe horses. Shoe horses, yeah. Oh. Do they, are, they're not around it's anymore, huh? It's kind of a hipster thing, right? Only on oh, it's only on reality like East Bushwick. Only on <laughs> or only on Discovery Identity or whatever. I mean, I know people on, on that, reality TV. Like art school people that blacksmith, but it's definitely like a super niche 
It's kind of like being a really good woodworker. Yes, in New York, super impressive. Yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a skill, but like the blacksmithing that they're doing is not viable. You can't fix a computer if you're also a blacksmith. You need horseshoes on that computer. I. uh... (laughs) No, I'm good. The answer is yes. Uh, Can we trademark those? (laughs) Old. It's it's again old meets new. Like throw a couple of horseshoes on. I bet again, like the Oregon rocks, you could probably market some horseshoes for your computer and then put a, Uh, it it comes with a sticker for the top of your computer. Like more horsepower, you know, like (laughs) you just got, it's all branding South Carolina computer horseshoe. Yes. There you go. Cause they're good luck. They're viewed, you know, used to hang them over doorways to like catch luck. Right. On your computer, baby, you need it more than ever. You're on the go. The thing is, I bet my marketer would be like, Hans, I think we got a great idea, but you have to stop selling these wrapped in rainbow Confederate flags. <laughs> Confederate flags. <laughs> rainbow Confederate. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Such that, a great image. A paradox. Yeah, I mean, a paradox. I wish we could trademark that, but I was doing something for an old podcast and I had to look it up. And there was a rainbow Confederate flag. So it's rainbows, it's stars and bars, but even instead of the stars, it was something like sickle and hammers. It was something (laughs) amazing. Just ganja leaves. It meant to push every possible Every single (laughs) button. I mean, that is amazing. And if you hold it under the light like a dollar bill, you saw Barack Obama's face. You remember one of our first, remember one of our first episodes, the, I'm trying to remember, eh, I had just gone to West Virginia, seen some civil war. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, the dandies with the, the feathers in the caps and whatnot. The joives. Joives. Yes. That's where I was trying to get to. So they dressed up. They looked good. That's where men, that's where men could be men in the civil war. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what Lewis Grizzard has to say about that. Ooh-wee. He don't hate Yankees, but he has a friend who does. His hobby's reading the obituary page of the I, I boshed it of the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the I've uh one great thing Oh, to see all the liberals who died? Yes. One great thing about living in South Carolina Grizzard. is the abundance of Grizzard, but also the insanity of the literature down here. So when I go to the beach, they have one of those cool outdoor take a book, leave a book. Oh my God. You found mm -hmm. that the the take a book, leave a book thing. I found it's called the wit. Someone left a book. Wit and wisdom of Lewis Grizzard. And it's one of those fun, just a beach read (laughs) of racist quips, sexist quips. Um, uh, but I also found I there's some gr- there's which, some grunts in here, but I didn't I should have. Which book them. was it? Read the title. No, it's called The Wit and Wisdom. It's a compilation. Oh. It's a book That's on Grizzard, which is no is clever rough. title. No. Just... Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but as far as Grizz goes, I found another one. So Grizz, I hadn't get a chance, but th- I found this. So getting back to it, and nobody wants to hear about. Um, other people's kids, but I was like, oh, this looks like, an, you know, we have the baby now, and I found in the same thing, 
a book and it's an old as i'm showing you guys the cover i'll put it on the facebook yeah. page it's like this really kind of hipstery almost like this vintage yeah, looking like cool yeah. 60s kids book yeah. and legitimate 60s i was like oh cool like this must be from a while ago and sure enough it's from 1960 it's got like the fun old-timey like uh oh, illustrations yeah. when they only could print with a certain amount of colors right henning casey you're the right. artist yeah. right right but then, and I saved it because I couldn't read it. color process, very simple drawing. Super simple, yeah. actually kind of kind of sweet. And it's just called Best in Children's Books, and it's a compilation. And my mind was blown when the first story in this is called, any guesses? <laughs> well, I've um, seen oh, you did see I'm it. I'm trying to remember what it was. You showed us, and I my first thought was like, Oh boy! Thank God Ruby's going to be able to learn about these old chestnuts. Old Uncle Remus. It is insane. This word is horrible. It's called the wonderful tar baby and other rare rabbit stories. How fucking crazy is that? And then I so all right. Can I? They have those in that movie, Song of the South. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah. let's be honest, like I haven't seen Song of the South, but I'm I'm aware of the racial epithet that word represents. It does represent it's a racial slur, right? I I mean I guess. I don't I know how they're portrayed in, in that so children's long. story, but in any drawing I've seen of them, they are drawn to look like little African American children. Right. You what know do? you don't know what happens in the I story? A, I only I see a fox in a pot. Oh, well, <laughs> right there, next to the pot. Right, so the fox oh, there it is, is always there. trying to... There he is. There he is. So so they may be tar monsters in this, this tall tale. But is that a metaphor for some racist shit? Maybe I'm... Am I being... Some am I coded, super being bubble liberal language. Here? Is this wrong? Am I looking... Am I uh, being offended when I shouldn't uh, she, be offended? E. Weaver like, stepped out of the room for a moment. I can't ask her. Shoot. Um, I mean, it. if you hurled that epithet at a black person, yeah, it would be very offensive. Sure. Of course. I'm not sure if the intent was if it was racist. meant that way at the time the story was written yeah. or not, because it is a literal tar baby made out of tar in the story. Well, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> tar sticky. If you want to catch a rabbit. Oh, you son of a bitch. Trick him. You're right. That's I'm, the whole point, right? He gets to trick get it with a sticky the, baby. He's a bat. Well, what about the next story? It's called Injun Summer. <laughs> okay. <Ooh. laughs> yeah, some outmoded language. Take a book be an Injun Summer. I children's story. <laughs> and then I found A Brief History of Time. I have a Ew. feeling the books were left by Ugh. the same person. Tar baby holes. Oh. Super racist. <laughs> Well, that's what they. Maybe that's where it came from. The whole darkest tar, baby. They suck him in. You can't get away. <laughs> <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh my god. The darkest that's tar, right. that's baby. That's exactly what happens in the story. Who do you? Oh, once oh. you're, once you're, once you punch the black hole, you can't get out. Hen- Henning, did you know I have a special version with an introduction by Carl Sagan? Ah, uh, dope. Uh, I missed that version. And he signed it. And drew a weed leaf under his name. 
like it's an old high school notebook. Do you think Carl Sagan signed some of your books? No one uh, asked sure. him. He's too much of a nerd. No. As Carl Sagan? I think. Before he was Carl Sagan? No. He just goes to high schools and signs yearbooks for people? <laughs> Wouldn't you? He's this old creep. <laughs> Before he leaves after he is. He's also selling dime bags behind the green machine. Uh, if anybody wants me to sign their yearbook, I'll be here for about another 20 minutes. What did he just say? <laughs> you, you guys want me to leave? <laughs> Keep reaching for the stars, Carl. Oh, um. I think I sort of, speaking of uh, Stephen Hawking, my front and backyard littered with snakes. Ooh. <laughs> Do you have snakes up there in the northwest, Henning, Pacific? Uh, a few snakes, yeah. Um, rattlers. You got uh, uh, just rattlesnakes mostly is what you have to watch out for. I don't handle them well. I I handle them better than I thought, but there is something, and I want to ask your opinion. I was thinking about this yesterday. There is something, um, so like the guttural feeling when you come across a snake. Like I was out back doing some work, and I just looked under a brick, and I just saw like a little piece of tail, and I was like, that is a fucking snake, and I just like walked away like backed away and then on the other side of the brick was just the head sticking out side-eyeing me hey how are you yeah and like the feeling was just like i wasn't like scared but i was just like more like well i'm not going fucking near that area for like an hour like just totally put off like like he won he pushed me around um that old snaky evil eye gave me a snake eye and the same thing happened in the front, but with a much, much bigger snake. And the same thing happened. It just like I was doing some stuff and it just like poked its head out and then didn't move. Just single eyed me. And I went, fuck. Now I got to now I'm not going to get any work done for an hour. And now I posit to you guys. Do I only think like that because we live in a uh, uh, like a biblical normative society? where snakes have been demonized. If that didn't happen, would I just see a snake in the same way as I see a dog? Or... No. They're, like... I mean, they're poisonous. Snakes are poisonous. Like spiders. Legitimately scary. Bugs, poisonous things. Like, I would feel like it's normal to be scared of those things. Like, even at a, like, you know, proto-human brain, you know, just like, no, no, like... Not food, dangerous. Yeah. Like at the base level, right? But but Hum- snakes were scary before someone decided to write that in the Bible. God, with his <laughs> <Whoever>. quill, <laughs> his writing quill. writing in snake venom. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just a giant snake. I just like sometimes just beautiful visions pop in my head. I picture God. Long flowing robe, snakeskin boots, quill. Uh, Carl Sagan turtleneck. <laughs> under his robe. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Next to a lake, Puffin in a barca, in a in a barca lounger, <laughs> watching TV next to a lake, legs crossed. Pre game, <laughs> before his uh, hot uh, water skiing session. Yes, water skis. 
He invented that shit. Jesus. He's got to wait for Jesus to get done. Hogging that skeet lake time. Do you think back in the day there was ever somebody who's like, if God intended us to water ski, he'd have given us big feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was someone who said something close to that. <laughs> oh, a fun person. That just makes me want to write a million of those against technology. <laughs> if God had wanted us to go on Google... He'd have named it something better, <laughs> more fun. It says uh, in Wikipedia anyway, the only the second definition of tar baby is oh boy. offensive firm for Your a black flag for that uh, offensive term for a black person. Oh my god, what is the so there's actually an origin that's considered not racially insensitive racist. What is the f- yes? Is it lore? Is it like, is it like a golem or something? The first definition is just an idiomatic reference to stories like this, where it's a, it's a word for a problem that is, only becomes more difficult and aggravating the more you pr- try to solve it. I don't buy that shit. The more you, <laughs> I don't buy that shit. That was your neighbor putting that in that part in first. Right. It says. uh the the t- there was a similar story about a a doll made out of gum in African folklore, which predates the Uncle Remus story, of course. Uh, hmm. it says only only some Americans consider Tar Baby to be a pejorative for African Americans liberals. Uh, and several U.S. politicians have gotten in trouble for using it, including John Kerry. John McCain, Michelle Bachman, and Mitt Romney. Sounds about... Why would they use that fucking term? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know. No one even knows what it means anymore, so why? There is no reason to use uh, it. Yeah, I would love to hear them sort of backtrack and be like, well, if you were to look on Wikipedia, it's just in reference to a problem that gets harder every time you solve it. So when I said the war in Iraq is a real tar baby, <laughs> yeah, I would not I suppose Iraq could be considered a tar baby. <laughs> that is so insane. I, I thought you were going to say like... William Jennings Bryant, not a contemporary (laughs) politician where it's like, even if they're like, it has an older definition, you just don't. Like, that's not three of the last eight (laughs) presidential contenders. Jesus (laughs) Christ. This country is... That's dad talk. This country's going to the dogs. This country's a real tar baby, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) The problem keeps getting worse. God, what a bunch of idiots. That's it. Everybody's just so, so dumb. And I'm 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 with it. Like I think I was telling you guys, like, now that I'm out here, I've been working out uh on my brother's property doing mm-hmm. work. Now yeah. I know uh, mm. uh like I'm like fucking feeding plants and, and potting plants and building stuff and and there's nothing more humbling than realizing that you're not a man on a daily basis. <laughs> like if I, you are for if I had having that shit proven, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to, I found out that I don't know how to 
roll up an extension cord. (laughs) (laughs) There's a way to do that shit without breaking it. Like, apparently, how I've been placing extension cords into paper bags and throwing them into corners actually hurts the casing. I don't know that shit. (laughs) I didn't even know it was a thing. One one side and then the other, right? Yes. You can't go fast. Yes. You can't take it too fast. Just wrap it around your arm. Like I <laughs> not good enough. I was building it's like down to like anything. Like my brother's like, uh we're we're gonna build some cages for some of the animals. I just need you to to pick up some wood. Or or and I he, I, I I can't even do that. Like he's like like I picked up wood that is only meant to like the softest, most rottenest <laughs> wood. Like I was like, it was twelve cents cheaper. It's like this is an outdoor. What are you doing? Like this is an outdoor cage. Go pick up some wood. It's a bag of okay. Sawdust. I need the full. I need the entire IKEA plan of what you're, <laughs> you're trying right, to build exactly. before I even enter the hardware store. It is. I it bought is, all these Allen wrenches. It is. Um, <laughs> We'll need these, right? <laughs> it is humbling to say the least, uh, but it's fun. Like it's 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 awesome. I think I was telling you guys, like I stopped like doing all this other shit that was just melting my brain, and now I get to go out there working this. By the way, anybody, anybody, yeah. I've said this about many industries. Everybody should experience different industries. Uh, I'm getting on my. Trump tutor here. Uh, uh, their um, strawberries came into season out here. I guess they probably came into season everywhere. Um, so my brother, mm-hmm. uh, so it worked out on a winery. My brother wants to make uh, a strawberry wine. And to do that, obviously, you need a ton of fruit. So we went out and picked 160 pounds of strawberries. So any no scum, and it took like three hours or something with four of us and a couple of the twins and at someone else's land yes yeah or? there's there's a place called ambrose farms where you can just go pick your own fruit and they charge you by the pound or whatever that shit is so laboring i mean i know it goes without saying but i feel like people yeah. that just like oh strawberries two for one and then shove them in the fridge and then let one and a half of them go bad yeah and then oh, yeah. come and then <laughs> complain about uh, um, about how expensive it is. No, about people coming into the country fruit. and stealing their jobs. No. Like all I right. could think about when I was out there was somebody does this shit twelve hours a day for essentially no money, and then in this country they're persecuted for it. Yeah, it's so fuck for taking jobs that no one in their right mind wants. Though, if you want that job, you're a lake person. And I don't mean somebody that comes over here that needs to find work. (laughs) I mean somebody that's like, that needs to, I would force anybody else. I should go online and find anybody that says they're taking our jobs. And I should insert one of those little carrots that say our strawberry picking jobs. Because that these, I just couldn't stop. Like, I couldn't have gone another like hour. You know what I mean? Like it's so sure, intense because yeah. you're bending over at your back. You're you're. It's just it's such an intense process. And I was reading this book about it. I think it was just a section in this book by um, I forget what his name is, but it's this book on reefer madness about like social ills or whatever about that industry and how fucked up it is because most of these people don't have 
um, job security, obviously. So not only do they spend all this time without proper breaks or attention or regulations, at the end of the day, some people, instead of paying them, just call the government on themselves and have them deported. Right. Oh, God. How fucking crazy is that shit? Oh, God, that's, I mean, gross. Good jobs or recourse to to get medical treatment yeah. if something goes wrong or harvey weinstein's or all the sexual abuse they, yeah. they experience can't go to the cops if they get harassed yeah so it's just that that just the i guess i that comes kind of full circle what we're talking about because legitimately every single campaign i add i see down here and i know it's everywhere i'm not being down on on this area specifically it's just fucked up when i see this these ads because they are very is i don't think orwellian is the right word they're very fascist and i know a lot of people think that's hyperbolic but it's not like when you say that kind of shit like keep people out like close the country down to people like it's really frightening when you actually see it delivered to you not it's just it's bizarre it's a weird feeling you and i we're talking about the same thing because I think it's the same company that made the same ads because you described it. I was like, I saw the same thing. And it's just when you boil it down to these like buzzwords. So it's like sanctuary city. People are conditioned to be like, oh, that's where all of the immigrants go rape American women. And then right? what was the other was sanctuary city. Oh, yeah. It was the border. Like, don't like the gangs across the border. Gangs across the border. Yeah. It's like a 20 second blurb in which they boil it down to like, it is like propaganda. It's propaganda. And not that, uh, not that America's ever been immune to propaganda. It's been used in, in every instance of our, of the government, right? Whether it's been for a good cause or an insane cause like this one cause it's a weird, it's a weird word, but it's just weird. I know it's like, you don't want to get on a high horse, but then don't you just want to just like kind of end conversations if you ever have conversations with somebody like that and just go, I'm right. <laughs> and that's not going to get yeah. you anywhere. It's not going to get you anywhere other than probably reverse any ground you're standing on because then they're just going to go like, I knew you guys were all, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, Idiots, bigots. No, no, the other side talking to somebody. I knew you were all self-righteous or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's dependent right. upon the conversation. If, I, if yeah, someone you, yeah, you, you think you could actually have a conversation with and like get into the nuanced argument of it, yeah, then it's worth having. But like if it's some chucklehead asshole just on the street, like... I think we m- might I don't know be... if it's worth it to get in their face about it i think we might be on to something with this whole tar baby debacle it's like catching a bee with honey is that what they say you can't catch a bee with honey do they say <laughs> that or flies There's... flies with shit or flies with honey <laughs> do you catch you catch more ants with honey than vinegar ants i love that we all have these different sort of like regional specific <laughs> like henning was ants i was flies and shit and you're like well bees honey right well, but let me get to, bees make honey. They don't. They're not attracted to it. You catch more racists with tar baby than not. 
So like if you really want to change the mind of one of these Trump tutors, you just have to like phrase it. You have to be like, America today, huh? It's a real tar baby. Don't get into specific. Like, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And then kind of get into more of the stuff that's away from the kind of health. Healthcare's a tar baby. And <laughs> I just want a gotcha moment. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I do want more gotcha moments. I think I think Democrats and liberals are are being are are uh are being such I'm going to use the term I'm going strong. I'm going to use the term wimp. They need to have more gotcha moments. If I was running can't like they're like everybody's talking about in the in the posturing of how they're going to the 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 blue wave of 2018 in that we're going to run and cuz Americans they, 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 they're concerned about healthcare and their jobs and their tax cuts. So we're going to run on that. We're not going to run on all the crazy shit that's going on. Fuck that. The Republicans are going to run on the crazy shit. Like that's how they won. Yeah. Like you have to out crazy the crazy. You have to have more gotcha moments. If I were running against, so I can only think of Paul Ryan. I know he's not running. If I were running against an ultra conservative, I would just like, like just it'd be nothing but gotcha moments it would be tweets of them supporting roy moore you know it would and then a clip of what roy moore said mm-hmm. i would associate they're all together they're in the gang they're the sanctuary cities guilt by association oh you want to be endorsed by trump i'm gonna my campaign ad is going to be 30 seconds of hardcore stormy daniels porn <laughs> and then a burning Bible, and then Donald Trump's face. <laughs> but that's face. not going to turn anybody off to him. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's my dude." You don't think the Christian writer? Do you think they're actually just porn heads? Trademark. It's their own fucking. <laughs> it, they, yeah, they're going to vote for him regardless. They don't, you can't. You're not going to turn them if they haven't already, right? With a gotcha moment, like they're they have their agenda. They have it laid out. They know how to manipulate people. They know how to use the money to get what they, you know, get their agenda across. They don't. I don't think right. that block will be swayed. So through like even even handed talk or like a like you said like a gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. No gotcha. They're impervious to shame. Do yes, you? No. Very much so. Yeah. Shameless. Shameless. That that's that's very shameless. You're shameless. shameless. <laughs> very pearl clutchy. Don't go near that house. Don't go near the rainbow Confederate flag house. He just comes out onto his veranda and says, "Shameless." shameless. Did you see the shameless behavior? <laughs> oh my god! I am going. Speaking of, well, no, that's, I was trying to hammer it in here. They they have in my in this neighborhood I live in now they have a yard of the month. I feel like it's a bad Danny DeVito Matthew Broderick reboot sick it's like comedy, but I might be going for yard of the month. Yeah, Broderick and DeVito compete to two hilarious results. It gets so fever pitched that the whole neighborhood is consumed. Oh my God! Yes, the worst that was the Chris Jingle. Jingle Ways or something. The worst Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> Guys, I got totally off track. Oh, I yeah, have yeah. to recommend the Schmeagel debacle of Week Of. I really, <laughs> really, really have to insist that everyone, that you both, E. Weaver, everyone has to watch Joy this movie. It. This is joy work. Okay. And I mean it. Okay. 
I apologize up front. I'm not asking you to watch it because there's any redeeming qualities. I just want to have an honest conversation, an honest debate. If this is the worst comedy of all time and we're authorities <laughs> on terrible movies, I really am genuinely imploring you to tell me if I'm crazy. I did not. I don't want to oversell it. Is this an oversell? <laughs> I'm close. I, all right, then I'll stop talking. But I need you guys <laughs> to to back me up on this one. I know we all got we all got our things we're watching. You gotta take an hour twenty and tell me tell me if I'm losing my mind, like or if it was a fever dream. Because as much as um, here here's something I'll throw out there. I we talk a lot of lists on the pod. Schmeagel's a beagle, but there's stuff like I, he's got comedy chops. The guy wrote for SNL for some of mm, the yeah. better years and some of the most amazing sketches. Clearly uh-huh. I've said, I'm Adam Sandler. I love Adam Sandler, Chris rock. He's hilarious. Tim Hurley. all of these guys involved made one of my, and it's a lot of people would disagree. One of my favorite comedies, which is Billy Madison, just cause it's so crazy and out there. These same guys that made that movie in what? 19, 19- like 95 or something yeah. made this movie in 2018 and it is mind blowing. I think, and I'm going to throw out a theory. I'm going to deposit a theory that they did it on purpose. I think they, I think it could be revealed (laughs) that they went out to To make the worst movie of all time. It producers style. Because they got roped into an uh, eight-picture deal with Netflix to where oh, yeah. I think but they're throwing it on their heads and saying, let's try and make the worst movie of all time, and then we won't have to make – I think this was the fourth one. It'll be so bad, they'll just get out of the contract, and we won't have to make any more pictures, and they'll be <laughs> – oh. They'll give us okay, some, I'll, some sandlers. Money. I'll Will you bite, bite on that. Okay. I'll bite on that. Okay. So you've succeeded in making four of the worst – movies and lit just like smashed your good name as writer director producer of comedy where are you gonna go yeah i don't like, who's gonna be like i want that guy he's the worst well i think he might and you even know if, even if you were to come out and say like oh we did it because we wanted to get out you know producer style we wanted to like get a different contract no no studio in their right mind would be like, I want to hire that guy because you're a duplicitous yeah. snake and you just wasted all there's of no, this money and you ma- took it and there's ran. There's no financial upside to it, but maybe they they just want out. Try and, They're ready to retire. Or try and bite on this. Comic geniuses, the likes of Andy Kaufman we've never seen. Uh, Will they make the worst comedy and therefore making the biggest joke of all time? Ew. Mm-hmm. No, I'm intrigued. You like that? There I'm has intrigued, to be, Hans. guys. If there's not something deeper to this movie, I'm gonna hang is. myself in the shower. <laughs> I don't think there. I haven't seen it. I saw the trailer. I watched the trailer. There's something. If there's this is like this would be like um, I haven't seen anything about it. This would be like the, the, I'm gonna equate this to God coming down to a God. Um, to a man that's been religious and God loving and God believing his entire See, life. You're doing Abraham, the story of Abraham. <laughs> and God, God is God, kill your son. No, no, no. And God, this is different. Me. 
if this isn't, if there's not something deeper here, it would be the same as if you believed in God your whole life and then God came down in front of you and said to your face, I'm not real, and then pixelated and disappeared. Or it was just, <laughs> God came down, it was just a pair of butt cheeks Fair and sparks right in your mouth. I guess so. Like, that's it? That was it? That's all you have to say to me? But but that would be a god. It would be a mouth farting butchy god, but it would be a thing. I'm saying a god I think <laughs> that exists Sandler, to tell you he doesn't. You're a god. Sandler is a mouth a butt cheek farting <laughs> mouth god. He does exist. Whatever else you can say about him. Yeah, he does exist. This movie does exist. I think they're just lazy. Guys, I don't I, I think <laughs> they like working together. I don't necessarily think they like working. Guys, I can't express there's a different level of lazy here though. It's like it's it, this is next level shit. As even I'm even thinking about it. This is next level of lazy shit. This is weird. This is working really hard to be lazy. <laughs> there's something there's something bananas. This is why I have to I just have to have confirmation. And and here I'll go one farther. Anybody that watches this movie all the way through I will Venmo them a dollar. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, but I, I gotta like, know. I feel like that about nearly uh, most of Adam Sandler and Happy Madison movies. You're going to be They're shocked. bad. You're like, going to be shocked even... then. Shocking. This is Tommy Wiseau shit. I'm, I'm not kidding. What were the movies that he's done before for in this Netflix deal that were so, the four that Casey mentioned that were so shitty? There was that he did terrible six or whatever. Yes, and yeah. that was terrible, Sinis- really bad. Six. But it was it had a theme. It was like a western, so they were parodying a western, and it had people right. doing characters. That's not putting it off the hook. Uh, then he did uh, a Sandy Wexler, Sandy Wexler movie uh, where he played <laughs> like a, an almost Agent. very um, offensive Jewish. Uh, represent uh agent um he made he made the meyer mouskowitz story or something meyer meyerowitz yeah which was very good with but that's an outlier let's be honest noah baumbach film and then right. and then he was made part one of the more deal? uh it was technically the- is part of the deal which is why i think my first theory might be right in that they're finding technicalities to try and get this deal either done with quicker or expunged why would he commit to that? Like, I know he got paid an insane amount of money that he would not have gotten otherwise. Right. If you don't have, if you don't have the chutzpah, the drive, the passion, or the friends involved to like crank these movies out, it's it. it like, don't you think you would? I would just you call up all of your like. He knows everybody. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I got this deal. Do you have something in your back pocket? Right, where's their back pockets? These guys are aliens. They don't have pockets on their jeans. Sandy Wexlers. I think they're they're, one of the theories that people put out there with these bad Adam Sandler movies. Well, that's objective on many of them. Not this one. One of the theories is that they do these movies because it's more fun offset than onset. Right. If Uh that's the case, I I just want to hang out. Yeah, I say. Instead of showing us the movie they make, give them all GoPros. And I just want to see the fun they have offset. 
That's the movie. That's the next movie yeah. I want to see. But you you know what else? other movies I heard were really fun off camera were the Ocean's Eleven movies, and those are all like enjoyable movies to watch. Right, right. Do you like uh, those? Is, got to the point of being an excuse for everybody to go hang yeah. out in Italy and get yeah. paid to be there. Right. Yeah, but those took work, Casey. I'm telling yeah, you, they were make good on screen too. They paid screenwriters to do their job. I'm telling you, there's something going on here. There's a divinity. I'm with you. Like, why not make one of the movies a documentary about making a movie in which Adam Sandler advocates to find someone <laughs> to find a script, a funny script. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and then that's great. a movie, and then you make that movie along then... the lines of of what mind mind of awakening into darkness or whatever. What, what was that one about? Uh, Cope with Coppola behind the oh, scenes of yeah. Oh, it was a uh, oh, darkness. Oh, uh, into, into the heart into of darkness. darkness. Into darkness. Yeah, heart yeah. of darkness. Isn't that Joseph or... Campbell? No, heart of darkness. That's that's the book it's based off of. Heart of darkness is who? I think it's the name of the documentary, though. Heart of darkness. But it's a uh, heart of darkness is one of the first like narratives, right? It's one like of... a short story, something to that. Joseph Conrad. Sorry, dumb, yeah, dumb Joseph side Conrad, side. Yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Along those lines, a, a movie about how the movie went wrong. Yeah, the thing is, or what's that one about? But that's the, I, I, that's the thing. You're yes. right. I said I threw that out there. Like documentary, that takes a lot of work to make. Those yeah. aren't easy. And also, <laughs> based on my Hollywood Insider track, people, I heard that Adam Sandler's kind of sensitive to criticism. Oh God! Then why? Is he, so is this like a catharsis? He like just wants to get. He wants to push everyone out of his life by like you. I want. I want you to like. He's like kind of trying to bait those bears with honey. Like, come on in, because I want to. I want to shut you out. So I don't think because it's such a great idea. Like he does get a again. I'm on your side, Adam, Mister Sandler, but because I think this is a you're trick. worried. You're worried about him. I'm worried about him, and I think it would be such a brilliant move. Because again, everything's subjective. For all I know, he thinks this is legitimately funny. I don't believe that because I know he's funny. Um, so I think there's something else going on. But it, things are subjective. But we do know that the last, what, 20 years, let's be honest, a majority of his pictures are box office successes, but horrendously panned by critics, right? Yeah. Take on those mm-hmm. critics and make a documentary about the process of dealing with and making a movie and see if you've come up with any insight or contact me, get rid of, get over that sensitivity, contact me and marketing genius. I be, we will come up with a backstory about how this was a Kaufman esque (laughs) joke and become the greatest (laughs) comics of all time. I just think he suffered from what Eddie Murphy did. Like, he was a stand-up. He got famous. He stopped doing stand-up. So you're disconnected. And if you're not actively writing or creating, like, oh my god, I do believe he. I do believe he thinks these things are funny. I think he thinks they're fun to do. But I wonder it, what it's. It seemed to me. I'm putting myself in that position. It would be ten times as stressful if I actively knew I was making something that I thought was not funny. Oh man. Yes, it would be painful if you were 
if you were you in those shoes. You know what's going like, to be the we've tell? We've all like helped out do bits for other people, whether it be like short films or other people's sketches or yep. filming videos. And it is the working on something for someone who purports that it's funny, and you are like, this is not funny to me, but I'm, I'm either here for you to do it or I'm helping out. Like, how much support is that for you? Oh my god, yes. There's a tell here, Casey. Thank you for reminding me of that of Eddie Murphy because I know the next Adam Sandler project that's coming out is a stand-up special. Oh. This will be the ultimate tell, won't it? If it's you, funny, then it then there's maybe some it'll be a resurgence. So if it's not both both avenues, if it's incredibly not funny, I guess that tends to prove something. Or if it it's really pr- funny, then I there's something gives, it gives your theory more credence in the fact there may be something going on behind the scenes. Some if shenanigans. It's a dumper, I think maybe his funny bone has just atrophied from years of just being successful. Do you think and success like every, atrophies? Everybody laughing at you. Being around yes people. You yeah. lose your barometer because, like, yeah, what Henny just said, yes people. Mm. If everybody sees you and goes, you're the funny guy, and everything you say is laughed at, you lose perspective because you don't have that gauge in you. Like even when you're trying even when you're trying to be serious and you're just funny because everything associated with you is comedic. Yeah, I guess that could be tough. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get a fresh read on it. Was click good? I never, that's one I never saw. <laughs> Dunno. Oh, that was about the magic T V remote. <laughs> Alright. Maybe he hasn't made the best <laughs> maybe he hasn't made the best choices prior to this one. Or, just... or was that the? Oh, that was the other Netflix one. The one about the magic shoes. Oh, that wasn't Netflix. That was pre. He's made he again. There is one movie that I really like. It's a uh, Judd Apatow movie with him called Funny People. Yes, everybody kind of disliked. I was about it. to bring that up. Huh? I really liked it because I think it's it's actually does hold up a pretty. Uh, how would I know? But I feel like it's very true to a successful comedian like Adam Sandler, potentially himself. But there's movies mm, right. in there where they make and they parody. make fun of movies like Click and Fifty First Dates, and they could just as easily be. They movies. make fun of his career. Like one is where Adam Sandler's a <laughs> right. dolphin. Why did he just look at that and Jack use and all of those movie posters for his Netflix deal? Yes, and there's one where he's a baby, it. and he that could just so work. God, it's so awful. That's so weird. Adam Sandler's not funny anymore. He he's he's a magical realist. He's too full of whimsy. Careful. Magic remotes, <laughs> magic shoes. Oh, he's into magic. He's a witch. He's a, so that was, he's a Satanist. That was uh it surprises me to hear that that he's sensitive or like doesn't like the criticism because that movie was all about taking his career and his image apart and laying it bare. So I wonder what I wonder what behind the scenes of that movie was like. Oh, that's a great point, Annie. I he's never just thought about that. Hating himself the whole time. I think or hating Judd Apatow because he went back to being a butthole him. after spoiler alert he got better because the whole premise of the movie was he f- he's Adam oh, Sandler yeah, right he gets cancer and then he feels shitty about the choices he made in life which I think helps gets, helps gets looking back at up those on stage movie posters but then he gets Start better doing more stand up back into a butthole <laughs> right um. He made one good movie with Paul Thomas Anderson. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. And he was supposed made to be um, the bear Jew in the original 
that's right. iteration of glorious <laughs> bastards. That's that's what's interesting. You know what? It, it, live, live your life. Do what you want. I, I'm just saying Adam Sandler had such a unique opportunity to do so many like creative, and we've seen it. The Meyerowitz's Horowitz story is so good, and he he's so good in it. What's what's the name of it? Meyer Meyerowitz. What's the, the Meyer, what's the sad Meyerowitz? Nine Eleven. That one wasn't any good. Don Cheadle. Anger management. Ooh, is that it? No, he's got that the Don Cheadle one. Sad one where his no. family dies in nine eleven. Rain, rain over me. Rain, yes, rain on me. Rain, yes. As in rain of yeah. terror. Rain. Oh, interesting. No, that's not how it's it really into a video game. <laughs> I think that was a movie about the dragons, them finding dragons in England. Was Tom Hanks in that one? There. Which one? The the nine eleven one? Isn't that where he dies in a building? The building, I should say. <laughs> not no, not a not a separate one. building on the same day from asbestos. <laughs> right. Somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> Down in Bay in, in Bayonne. <laughs> yeah, Bay Ridge. Yeah, yeah, nine eleven, but uh the foundation went out at the uh Hooters in Bay Ridge. Ceiling oh, fan hit my dad anyway. in the noggin. You'd say nuts. <laughs> it's like really bummed him out. Uh, Dad really throws out nine eleven for things. Man, that was a real nine eleven when I got hit in the nuts. That nine eleven was a real, real tar, tar baby. baby. <laughs> oh, there we go. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Well, why don't you know? I'm just so sick of my own voice. Do, do one of you guys want to come in with a, with a, a, a quick? Uh, that was episode 86. Uh, listen to Night Court and check us out on Facebook and rate review. I mean, I guess sure. you know what? This is going to be that bumper. <laughs> us having the conversation. Let's let's not fool ourselves. <laughs> We love you, and there's it's, nothing you can do about it. it. It's fitting that the bumper would just be us talking about possibly thinking about doing the bumper. That's the bumper. It's like the thing we just talked about. It's Kaufman-esque. Yeah. Sandler-esque. We talked Sandler up enough. I'm I'm legitimately excited. Please. So, uh, yes. See you, next, see you next time, and we'll talk about it then. Absolutely. I may have to sneak that one in installments. Full, no, full, if you want the Venmo dollar, you have to go straight through. Can't, you can't just do 15 minutes at a time. I'm not Venmoing 50 cents at a time. You got to put on a pot of coffee and some apple cider vinegar and seltzer and just go for it. Keep yourself up. Well, we should be there in 45 minutes to an hour 30. So, And also, I would... Crank up the AC. You just give me a nod. That was a nod. Uh, that was that was an AC nod. Or oh, was the AC nod? I thought you were not. All right, let's see how the window goes for a bit, and then we'll get the AC going. It's really hot in here. It's getting. I'm just saying, AC would be great. You say it and we we'll do it. I said it.
Let me turn it on for you. Better? Yeah. Okay, let's turn it on. Do you think you could, do you think you, do you think they're comedians, I'll get off it, but would their comedians be offended if you equated Andy Kaufman to Adam Sandler? <laughs> oh, I wish we could all three go to a, an open mic in an hour and have you just flippantly say that, throw that around the room and see how that lands. I Depends like on it. how the rest of his career goes, I guess, I suppose. And, it's and so then I can follow right. it up with the, oh yeah. Roy Schneider's just the new Bill Hicks. Roy, Roy Schneider? <laughs> Wait, you, Rob you, Schneider. Rob, is it Roy Schneider Rob from Jaws? That's Rob Schneider. <laughs> I don't know who Roy people Schneider. are. Roy is Schneider. it Roy Schneider and Rob, Rob Schneider? <laughs> well, I I don't want to spoil anything about Rob Schneider in this. And what's his name? Schneiderman. Eric oh, Schneiderman. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, like, I got to close with this, but, like, it is so, it is so meta, this whole situation, because then if we take this concept to a comedy club about equating Adam Sandler to Andy Kaufman and upsetting all these people in the comedy community, I can tell you one person that would absolutely love what we were doing. Andy Kaufman. Andy, Andy Kaufman. Andy Murphy. <laughs> yes, and that... Oh, God, good one, it's, Annie. All, it's all coming back. That's so good. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs>